Welcome to another edition of The Underground Experience with me, your host, Captain and DJ, Uncle Earl. Today, Uncle Earl goes to the movies. Yay! Yes, I was invited to a special screening of Henry Jaglum's 18th film, Just 45 Minutes from Broadway, by the Los Angeles Jewish Film Festival and Miss Hilary Helstein. And... The movie revolves around an eccentric family of actors with roots going back to the Yiddish theater, spotlighting one spring in their ramshackle country house outside New York City. Now, there is a long list of performers who are stellar, and I've got to read them off to you. Um, There's Tana Frederick, Judd Nelson, Harriet Schock, Julie Davis, Mary Crosby, Diane Salinger, Jack Heller, Sabrina Jaglum, Simon Jaglum, Michael Emil, Linda Carson, Jack Quaid, Eliza Roberts, Peter Townsend, and Emily Alexander, to name a few. And um, they had a Q&A after the function, which was moderated by Miss Naomi Pfefferman of the Jewish Journal. And uh, it was on Tuesday, October, no, sorry, Tuesday, August 28th. So I'm going to stop talking. I'm going to bring you a lot of information. I have interviews with Judd and Tana and Henry and Julie and other people, too. Some surprises. So sit back, relax, and we are going just 45 minutes from Broadway. Just my regard to Broadway, remember me to Harold Square. 
and all the gang at 42nd Street that I will soon be there. Whisper of how I'm yearning to mingle with the old time throng. Give my regards to old Broadway and say that I'll be there long. challenges. Well, I think that for me the most important thing, I use the sailing metaphor uh, to embark on the journey of a film. And as long as the director is in charge, I'm happy. I think that the, that the challenges we meet as a crew, you know, whether we're the first mate or the bosun's mate, so the, there weren't any giant challenges. It was just getting there, being prepared, doing what they want me to do, try to agree as much as I can. And, um, you know, Henry's a very capable captain of a ship. So that's really all I needed, and that's what he gave me. I don't agree at all, by the way. The judge brought something really astonishing to, to all of us because there was a freshness since he was new to the cast and there was his way of working into the character which was very different. We had already known the other characters and he was very, very carefully and slowly, I don't think I've even talked to you about this, taking his time getting into the character and reacting to what the other people were giving him. And that was an enormously per perfect adjustment for this for the character he was playing, of course, who was the outsider. Henry's done. <laughs> Henry's never done. <laughs> uh, the outsider who, 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 you know, was coming in uh, both as the actor coming into the story, the, the character coming into the story from the outside, the only one who's not a member of the family or not part of the household, and also as the, in fact, the actor who was, had not, not been part of the company. And uh, that was the most remarkable for me uh, and most gratifying part of this whole process. Tana and I had secret plans to get all kinds of stuff from you, and we didn't need to. Uh, you, you just showed us step by step how you were, how you were creating this character, and all we had to do was, was step back, and that was pretty exciting. Well, one thing I should say that on a set every morning you get a call sheet. Well, you usually get it the night before, and it lets you know what you're responsible for the next day. As a rule, a call sheet might have at the most six or seven pages that you're responsible for the next day. On our call sheets on this film, <laughs> we'd be responsible for 75 pages. 
Because at any given time, they're going to pick up a piece from there or a piece from there. And I think if you've done the play for a year, you're very familiar with the text. When you haven't done the play, it's like, what scene are we doing today? This is, okay. what, I, this is what I mean by a freshness and a willingness to step in. And I, I'm really not just blowing smoke up your patootie here. It's uh, truthfully, truthfully, uh, part of the magic for me was the fact that you were an outsider, uh, working your way in at your own pace. I think, I think when you talk about freshness, it's, it's more like fresh meat for the cast, because John, <laughs> we had all done the show like um, over 200 times with one another, and so when Judd came in and he was not only playing the outsider, but he was the outsider, we all were kind of toying him like a dog would with one of those little toy squirrels, like throwing him back and forth. I mean, we had fun with him because we were all really bored with each other. We, you know, had gotten into our little, like, diva spats backstage, some of us, Julie. No, just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Um, but, but Judd came in, and, and so I think we all really used him to our advantage to, to shake him up and, like, have some fun with the material, so... And I think he, he, did he, really he, well he used that. all of you to great advantage as well. It was a bad date. I tried to avoid it. He was friends with a friend of mine. He asked me if I was free for the weekend. I thought it would be rude to decline. He picked me up in a revved up Toyota The kind that's every teenager's dream We rode across the city Weaving in and out of traffic Such a cool driver was he I gather I was someone he was trying to impress But fast cars, I'm not a fan There's a tape in the stereo Straight from the 80s Every second track is called I wanna be your man It was a bad date He took me to a party Full of people from I don't know where He gives me a drink In a funny colored bottle Tells me I should bring it upstairs He tells a dirty joke And I call him sleazy He thanks me like it's some kind of praise There's something annoying In his confident manner and yet I can't escape from his gaze On the way home there's a full moon in the sky He says he planned it for me I exhibit skepticism at his bid for romance I'd wish this night on my worst enemy The next day I tried to forget him But it's harder than I thought it would be I keep on remembering his easygoing nature And all his attention to me Could be I was too judgmental Passing up my possible fate Could be that he's perfect for me Hope I haven't left it too late Two weeks later and I'm getting impatient Wondering when he's going to call She'd investigate it and tell me all It was a bad date That's what he told her 
She's now claiming yeah, a Jewish ancestor. You know how that we, is. We found this out since a movie we went into okay, but, our family my, my, history. My, my, and I do have a Jew in my background. I just okay. want to say okay. there is a Jew in my family. And I'm right. proud of that. <laughs> okay. All right. This is news. But um, um, I don't have any Gentiles in my family. Um, um, so, no. So, so. I thought that was an interesting fact because, you know, casting, that's really kind of irrelevant. And I realized only after, actually halfway in the middle, oh, Judd is, I think, yes, he is Jewish. Tana is Catholic. And that's interesting. That's all. Erica, you, you, it's very easy not to be a Jew. So um, um, half my family is Israeli, and I'm context, my, my context of Jewishness has a lot to do with Israel. But we did have a Passover Seder once a year. And um, I thought that would be like a good, since this is a play about a Jewish family, I decided instead of just having it be a lunch where the, where the fiancé shows up, it would be fun. And also I felt I had to try to find a part for my brother and my son. <laughs> my, bro- my brother is the host of the Seder, Michael Emil, who you may have seen in movies some time ago of mine. And some Michael Emil fans, the sitting ducks, and can you make a cherry pie and so on. And um, my son, Simon Jaglom, was the one who stole the matzah. And my daughter, Sabrina Jaglom, right, Barbara? Sabrina uh, is the uh, girl who's struggling between the two parents who are arguing with David Proval and Mary Crosby about her choice to go into the theater. That's my daughter, Sabrina Jaglom. So, you know, you got to put your kids in.
question that I you told me you wanted to discuss so this has to do with the film and uh, they, there's there's a line that uh, Tana's character says where she says I'm not sure what she says I'm not sure whether I'm acting 
or whether this is real life, and I'm not sure I want to know the difference. And I wanted to know what you wanted to explore with that, and also opening up to the cast, you know, how you relate or do not relate to that. That's the most important thing for me that I get to do in this film, in addition to what I tried to do in the play. Um, I, I suddenly realized in the course, we had, we had shot the play on stage, uh, thinking that we would try to cut it together in, as, a, as a play, and, and we had done that. And before we started shooting the movie, actually, Judd came in and shot a, a couple of scenes that he's in there uh, in the play, um, because I started realizing in the editing, actually, my editor and I, uh, Ron Vignoni, who is, where are you? Ron, who should be up here, should be up here, Ron Vignoni and I started realizing that we had something very interesting on our hands. We had um, a film, but we also had the staged version of that film, and it suddenly seemed exciting to me to try to illustrate this point that I had already existed in the play that Tana's character says, I don't know whether I'm acting or if this is real life which I know is true for many, many actors, and in, in fact, I think for many of us as people, because we've lived in a world of entertainment and movies and television, and you have a very big emotional... I, I remember at 21 breaking up with my first girlfriend and sitting in, in, in the, out in the back steps of her apartment in New York, feeling all this emotion and listening to Sinatra uh, and suddenly thinking, this is really exciting. Um, this is, look at this, I'm experiencing a breakup, this was my first time, and suddenly I didn't know how much I was experiencing, how much I was trying to sort of en 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 enable experience the experience and enjoy the experience, you know, and how much is real and how much are we acting in life. Uh, this certainly is true for actors, but I think it's true for, in a, some area for all people, and I suddenly had the tools, it seemed to me, in this film, to because I had the film shot in the theater to try to illustrate that uh, with a visual vocabulary which included both film and stage. And I hope I did that successfully. That was, that was the, one of the most exciting things for me about it not just being a translation onto film of the play, but something that knew that, that I was given an opportunity to do by the duality of that, if that's clear. I hope that's clear. It is something I think I've heard Henry talk about since I've started working with him, is he's always wanted to do a play within a film and then question the reality of, uh, you know, cross the lines of reality and, and um, get into the whole question, is life art, is art life, where, does the, where do the lines blur? And so I think this was a really good opportunity, especially with this, this family, the Isaacs, to really get into that realm and um, explore that. Not only, you know, as an actor, but as she said, I've always thought that, you know, housewives in Idaho would get a migraine and I get a song out of it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Whatever the experience is, I definitely get art out of it. Otherwise, what is it all for? No, no, but are you ever experiencing the sense that your own emotional reality, your involvement with a human, another human being, your intense feelings of happiness or sadness, may not be just yours, but may be a part that you are somehow playing. Well, you know, you do sort of watch yourself when you're embroiled in the middle of a really intense emotional experience because you're always off going, 
I think I really overdid it this time. Because there is no acting role that's ever as intense as somebody just flipping out in real life. So when they say it's over the top, it's never really over the top of real life if it's completely, you know, if you're loaded when you when it happens on stage. But in life, yeah, I'm going, yeah, not calm it down. But you never do. Our conscious mind is maybe, what, one-fifth of our mind? The rest of it is unconscious? If we think that this little tiny piece is in charge, we're in trouble. So I think at any given moment, the unconscious will enter and give you your real opinion, will engage you in a dialectic, and you might question whether you're sane or not. But, you know, Moses was talking to a burning bush, and that was really the beginning of... Show business. Show business. <laughs> that was really the beginning of show business. Moses talking to that person. I couldn't resist. I'm sorry. Like the audience kind of laughed uh, when it's dedicated to theater people and to the fam I'm going to paraphrase here to the families who basically put up with them. And I'm wondering, you know, it, is there some truth in that? Act? And uh, tell me about that from from your experiences, if pertinent. How about Julie? You're from Miami. <clears throat> yes, a Jew from Miami. Um, How do they feel about it, Julie? Well, my parents were really supportive. They they would like me to be an actor and not be a filmmaker. 
So it's kind of the opposite. I think they like, you know, they, that's more fun for them. It's tangible. They understand what actors do. They don't understand, you know, that I'm trying to be a, you know, an independent filmmaker. That they don't really know what that is. It doesn't make as much sense. So they were always supportive. They never wanted me to be a doctor or a lawyer because they knew I'd be bad at it. <laughs> I, can I ask one more question of you, and then we'll open it up to the audience? Because, you know, I, I thought it was so interesting, the fraught relationship between the two sisters, played by Julie and Tana. And I asked you what that was about, and I got a kind of surprising answer. Yeah. Mother and I are represented in this film by the two sisters. This is my way of getting even. <laughs> <laughs> I come from a family in which I became the strange one, the actor, <clears throat> the person, the artist, the, the outsider, and my family were regular normal people. Now, I'm not suggesting my brother was a normal person in any way. Uh, for those of you who know him, that's, that, that's absurd. But, um, but he was not show business, and he would always talk to me about me and my phony actor friends, all our pretensions and all our... And so what this really is, is getting back at him. And the sisters are me and my brother. Uh, it's the same age difference, six and a half years that I gave here. And... Uh, it is, and, and, and the feeling that he got all that attention and then I came along and I became a very manipulative, adorable child who, who stole all, every, all the attention and he never quite has gotten over it, even though it's many, 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 many decades later. Um, we love each other, but there's that undercurrent. And um, uh, very consciously, I was just reversing the situation and saying, okay, let's say... I, the family of, uh, of my early dreams, a show business family where the outsider is the straight person, the one who wants to have be like a regular person. That seemed to be a nice way to get even with everybody, and Julie got the brunt of that, playing my big brother in that sense. And the relationship between them has many aspects of my relationship with my brother, though we get along finally, as I'm sure they will in, in the sequel. <laughs> Seem to understand the way that I feel. 
spoke before Henry had started writing the play about the possibility of maybe working with him on the play. And I've known Henry for a long time now. And uh, I've liked Henry for a long time now. So that seemed like an interesting proposition. And as he was writing it, he would send it to me. And the script, not the script, the play was, it really had a life of its own. As he would progress through the piece, the piece was evolving. And for me, it was evolving to exclude me, I felt. And I did not want to have to say to Henry... The play you're talking about. The play. I did not want to have to say, I don't... I, you know, it's, I just don't know if it's something I want to do. Um, and... The day before I was going to, I felt to have to call Henry, I get a call from Henry, and he says, Henry's so damn smart. <laughs> Henry goes, we discussed the piece and the role as being A, 
And it has a life of its own and has become more B. So if you don't want to do it, I'm fine with that. And I was like, oh, yes. <laughs> so when he asked me to do the movie, I first I felt bad for the other actor. I didn't want to be the guy that replaces one guy that's not going to make it to the film. But um, Henry put my mind at ease. You know, they were going to kill him. <laughs> so um, I felt okay about stepping in for someone who had been assassinated. Was there any sort of trouble with the transition in your performance that you did on stage to film? Because I know from having done both, they are very different performance mediums. I, for me, it was it was very difficult because you know to you know you want to pull it way back and on stage you're playing to the back of the house, and in film you know it's you want to be really small and still. And that was um, that was hard, having gotten used to playing it big. And uh, I tried, but then you know Henry likes it big too, though. Yeah. yeah. So I would try to pull it back, and he'd say, you know, no, go back to the way it was on the stage. So it, it was challenging. Do you feel it's too big to see it? Do I feel it's too big? Yeah. I move my face too much, but that's you know. Speaking of the house. Speaking of the house. Where was that house? It's uh, 45 minutes from Broadway. You just drive... Um... Those are not East Coast trees. What? Those are not East Coast trees. Uh-oh, we got, a, we got a set designer here. Naughty Mark. Well, Naughty as it happens, Mark, they are East Coast. They, it was in the East Coast where they had planted these East, West Coast trees. Uh, it, was, it, it was strange, I agree, but... Um, it was an awesome house in Topanga, and this, this guy had built it in the 70s, and um, by hand, and so there was a lot of love behind it, and he was looking to sell it actually with his wife as well. And yeah, we were really fortunate to find that spot because I mean, we looked at all sorts of places. But we didn't have you as an expert to tell us about the leaves. <laughs> all I was avoiding was palm trees, personally. Right. <laughs> she got a kick out of my dialogue about the Ambien and wants to know if I got any feedback from a pharmaceutical co uh, companies. Ambien has given me a 12-year prescription free of charge. Um, smartest move I ever made. No, no, it's not opening until, and I should tell you all this, it's, it's opening uh, oct October uh, 3rd uh, at all the Lemley theaters, uh, including this one. And um, I hope you'll send people to it. And, and um, at the door, there's a little package that everybody gets. And I won't tell you what's in it. That's right. And you've just blown our special giveaway. Um, so, so that you could know, you take it. No, Ambien takes about an hour to work. You take it. We've got a point during the movie where you're all, it's a little blinking light is going to go on. Take your Ambien. Now, it's going to be a wonderful thing. I happen to be an advocate of Ambien, which I know is not politically correct or something, um, but it's, uh, it's, a life, it's been a lifesaver for me. So that characteristic is a little bit of me in there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 oh yeah.
that I have in mind at 45 minutes from Broadway. The, the entire area that you can drive to from Manhattan in 45 minutes. Like New Rochelle. Well, you're not, New, you, Rochelle. You, New Rochelle, all the upstate New York. You're not, not obviously into the water or out to Long Island, but north of Manhattan, tucked away in all these places. I don't know. Are you, are you like the person in front of you disturbed by the foliage? <laughs> Did it not look... You talked about it? Well, I just hope there are not a lot of you out there in the world. Um, um, I, I don't know what you meant. When you start timing, like you can't start timing like lower part of Manhattan on Broadway. No, it's got to be about, it's about in the 90s, when you leave in the 90s and you go up north. Actually further, further. Hundreds. And then, you know, then you can make some nice places. Where? Katona. Katona. Exactly. Is that where your mother's place? Is that Katona? Katona is my answer from now on with every audience. Katona, it's Katona. And in Katona, what's interesting about Katona is it has certain foliage that resembles some West Coast foliage. And it just knocks you out. It's got a little foliage from everywhere. And the ambient knocks you out, and you enjoy Katona all the more. You go freeway, you take the Katona freeway, 45 minutes northwest, and then take the Ambien when the car stops. <laughs> you're, a, you're a tough audience. Andrea Marcovici. Do you, do you have a sh is, before you go to New York, is, you, is your show going to be playing here at Incredible Smile? Where, when and where? I have to tell you all, September 14th and 15th at the Gardenia um, in, in Hollywood on, San, on Santa Monica, it is w one of the greatest shows. She, she sings, and uh, it's the happiest show you'll ever see in your life, the most wonderful piece of, of musical theater, Andrea Marcovici. <laughs> truly, truly, cannot recommend anything more strongly. Also the star of one of my movies called Someone to Love, which all of you should rent, which is rentable with Orson Welles and Andrea Markovich. And Andrea, of course, played Tana's mother and Irene in Time. How could I have forgotten? In Katona. Ambien, how I could have forgotten. That's actually... That's, um, I have a question, which is that um, because you took a, a highly scripted piece, um, coherent for a change, ladies and gentlemen. I'm very curious about the Passover Seder and all of the, the piece in the Seder. Did you sit down and write that, or did you improvise the Seder sequence and everything around the Seder? Did you go back to your old style within that section? Um, no and yes. The Seder contained a scene that had been done on stage where the, where the boyfriend is brought home by the sister uh, for a weekend instead of making it, and, and where mainly Tana's character comes running in 
uh, all filthy and does the door of a dog thing. Where I'm talking because she's now doing Sylvia at the edge Marlet, by the way, which you must not miss. Um, she does the the um, frog. Yeah, the bullfrog. Bullfrogs, thank you. Um, we had all that in, as you remember, but that was at just at a little luncheon at the house of the family. I decided to transpose that to give, for several reasons, to a Passover Seder. One, to give it a larger part, uh, to, to, take, to open up the movie, as they say, and give it a, you know, a, a, some, a big scene with a lot of people. Secondly, there's my brother, who I always have to try to figure out what to do with. Um, um, and and I, liked, I, I liked suddenly, he's good, isn't he in it? He's, yeah. And, and, and I liked the opportunity to um, actually show what a Seder scene is like in a non-religious but Jewish home. And you had been to Passover Seders in my house, and it was just trying, the fun of recreating that. But no, I did not write it. I, I improvised it. I improvised it. I gave people a few lines to do, and of course, Tana's thing wasn't improvised at all, her coming in and all of that, and the sister. She and her sister's behavior was scripted, and, and Diane's running out and reading the palm. That was all, so it's a mixture. Thank you. I, thank you. The one called 45 Minutes from Broadway? Jolson, the opening of it? It actually was an Al Jolson. We don't go it, it is an Al Jolson, but it we, is Al Jolson saying it. We are billing it and, and we're using it to be Al Jolson. It's totally Al Jolson. What, what about it? I loved it. You never heard it before? No. Um, George M. Cohan wrote the most famous song of his entire career, probably, and that was that song. It's not about smart. I'm so happy to see you here, though. Um, okay, uh, we're told that's all we can we can do here. Be happy to speak to the lobby. Thank you all very 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 much. Please, if you like the film, tell people to go seeing it. Start uh, starting October third at all the Lemleys, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to be following you out and tagging your bags with notices about that.
gentlemen, I'm here once again at the Music Hall after watching 45 Minutes from Broadway and one of the amazing actresses and filmmaker from the movie, Miss Julie Davis. How you doing? I'm doing great. Good. Wow. I was amazed by the incredible art because I got engrossed in it. I'm from theater. I got engrossed to the theatrical part of it, but then it was a film, but then I got lost between the division of both, and that was the point that you guys were trying to make about life and people. Now, how was that for you? Because you you worked on the theater piece as well. Yes, I was in the I was in the play yes. for for almost a year, mm -hmm. and then we made it as a film, mm -hmm. and it was um you know it was very uh, very interesting to go back and forth you yeah. know between the two, and then the the film is so much about you know reality and art merging. Mm -hmm. You don't know what is what, mm -hmm. you know what's art, what's real. You know, Do you prefer one or the other? Theater or film or art yes. or life? Well, <laughs> we get mixed up between, but theater. I would theater say, or film right now. I, you know, I love as an actor theater. I think every actor would say theater mm -hmm. because you know the act. The, it's the the, it's yes. the actor's medium. The exchange of energy from the audience to the actor. There's nothing, nothing like it. Nothing replaces nothing that. Like now, where are you from originally? Miami. Miami, Florida. Yeah. And um, did you ever have a stint in New York? No. At all? Never. I've never lived in New York. No. Really? Did, you never did theater in New York. Never did theater in New York. Never lived in New York. Of course, that would be a dream, but. No, okay. no. And, but and I did a lot of theater in Miami, and I did a lot of theater in college. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So wow. And um, anybody in your family in the industry? No, nobody. No. How'd that happen? Uh, I don't How'd know. you get the bug? I just did. You I got the bug did. at nine o'clock. Uh, nine years old, playing Jiminy Cricket. Oh wow! So. Oh, nice, nice. And how long have you been making your transition from acting to filmmaking? How, well, well, how was, was that? Oh well, I've been. I, you know, I actually was an, only an actor up through. Uh, I was through college, and then mm -hmm. I moved up to. And I've been a filmmaker for 20 years, so it's actually going backwards now, mm, going, going back backwards. to acting because that's my true love. Okay, but you know how hard it is. I know, so. just to let it go. Now, let me just ask you this: This is totally separate. What do you do to relax? <laughs> Eat. <laughs> Eat. Well, you you look well. You look great. You look great. I look better in the movie. I was like, oh, oh man, no, I better than some way. Well, None of those clothes fit me anymore. <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much for talking to me. And how can people find out more about you? Um, they can go to my website, which is juliedavisonline.com. Okay, great. Yeah. Well, thank you. Bless you and okay. continue success. Okay, right. you're so cute. Thank you. All right, Good take job. care. Can't you tell me why you love me? Everybody's joking on me. Why? You don't have a time to love. The sun was getting late at night. I feel such a fool, cause I, I forgot how to remind you. Cause I am from the place. Where the birds fly high You have to see this grace To fly into the sky Look into the future now I hope that you wonder how Maybe you look so funny now But I am who I am And I know what I need you the plan that you don't have to read. You love me tonight. 
things and made me feel alright. Now I want you to kiss. Maybe tonight I want more, baby, honey. Are you ready? Loving me is simple for you. Fine, I'm surely made for love. Such a focus She ran away. I'd love to say hello to you too. How are you? I'm Uncle Earl from the Underground Experience. And I enjoyed your performance so much. Well, thank, thank you so, so much. much. You were the kind of mother that I would love to live with. Well, I wasn't the mother, but <laughs> no, I was the house guest. I know that. Oh, but you say I'm no, the I'm kind of you mother are that you because you were there and you didn't get in the way. Oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> I know when to keep my trap. You know when to keep it trap and when to jump in. That's how, right. how was this experience for you? Oh, it was wonderful. You know, having written the songs for his previous movies and underscoring things, to be on this side of the camera was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, from this experience on, will you continue? Well, I certainly hope so. You will. I plan on being in the sequel. You do. And I plan on, you know, doing anything anybody decides that they want me to do after seeing this. I know, that's right. And besides doing this, what, what do you do just to well, I have nine earning careers, the main one of which is a songwriter for 35 mm -hmm. years. That's how I've made a living. Yes. And I've made, you know, seven CDs as a singer-songwriter. So, to relax, I like to read fiction, which I never, ever get enough time to do. All right. And where are you from originally? Dallas. Dallas, Texas. Mm -hmm. Yes. And um, in Dallas, as a little girl, were you envisioning being a songwriter? Did you write poems? Or? I did write poems, did. and I played the piano by ear. You did. So when I grew up and decided to write songs, it just seemed like the natural thing to do, you know. Oh. 
And then I would write little skits for yes. school and things like that. And do you that. teach or do workshops? I teach songwriting. I taught at USC and now I teach privately and around the world online. Wow, wow, That's wow. one of the things I do. So it must have been hard for you to sit there and not say much. Because you've got so much going on in that head. That's funny. Tonight, 20 yeah. of my students were here because I had to cancel my Tuesday oh my class. Goodness. Okay. <laughs> are you a student? Yes, I Yes, am. how are you doing? What's your name? Andrea Ross Green. Hi, how are you? Uh, wonderful. Yeah, what did you think about this evening? Loved it. Did Absolutely you? loved it. Yeah. I saw the play a whole bunch of times, and uh, the movie is fabulous. Wonderful, wonderful. Yeah. So would you please give us your website so people can find out more about Absolutely. you? Absolutely. It's yes. Harriet Schock, H-A-R-R-I-E-T-S-C-H-O-C-K dot com. All righty then. What about yourself? Mm-hmm. And you're a student of hers. Yes. Right? Yes. Singer-songwriter. Singer-songwriter and photographer. Yeah. And tell me, lay it all down. Where are you from? Where are you I'm from Baltimore. You're originally. from Baltimore, East Coast. I'm from New York. Oh, wonderful. Not far. I have friends East who taught at Ellington School, actually. Oh, really? Yes. Wow. That's in, in wonderful. Yeah. Well, yeah. nice to meet you, ladies. Well, it's Lovely great ladies. To meet a wonderful you. evening. Thank you, Hillary. I see you later. Thank you. Thank you so much, so, and I wish you blessings. Thank you. And if you decide to write anything about this movie, you have my email address. Surely, well, this is going on the air. Oh, yeah, I have a radio show, The Underground Experience. You'll find out all about it in just a minute. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to cut it off right now. Yes, I got to talk to these ladies. I'll talk to you later, chat. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you know, I'm just this is old girl out in the town running down the street. I just ran into across the man, Mr. Judd Nelson. Just saw him in 45 minutes from Broadway. How you doing, sir? Doing very well. Thank you. How about you? I'm doing well. This is a nice baby you got. What is this? Uh, Harley Davidson. Ooh, what year? 87. 87. It's spanking. It's nice. So let me ask you this. How was this uh, for you to do this film? Fun. Was it an adventure? Yeah, it's an adventure. I think all filmmaking is an adventure. And this was great because working with people that have done the play. Yeah. So I better come ready because they are. Right. And I thought it was very interesting that you were supposed to be a part of the play, but then it didn't work out. And it turned out that you didn't do it, but then they asked you to do the film. How how does that translate? Well, I think that... uh, it worked out perfectly, you know? Um, and I like Henry. I've known him a long time. Mm-hmm. And so it was a good chance to work with him. Mm-hmm. And you got, look at do but it it's again. good that you knew when to step in, when to step out. That's yeah. important as lucky. an actor and as a lucky. person. Right. So what, what's up with you in your life now? What's next for you? Um, I got a few films. Uh, Bad Kids Go to Hell. As uh, I play the school headmaster. Okay. Are you mean? Oh, no, wait, wait. I'm strict. You're strict. I'm not being. So <laughs> okay. that'll be next. Okay, cool. Cool, man. All right, man. Well, I don't want to take up too much time. I know you're busy, but thank you so much. And thank I wish you blessings much. and success. Thank Give it up. Absolutely, man. Boom, the New York bomb. Oh, All right. Man. Take care, man. Be safe. Thank you. All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen. This is Mr. Judd Nelson from 45 Minutes from Broadway. Talk to you later. Ciao. Yeah. It's the love thing. Let's spread it around. Let's spread it around. Let's spread it around.
Thank you so much for taking this ride with me to the movies. It was a pleasure meeting Henry Jaglum and all from just 45 minutes from Broadway. And uh, there'll be much, much more coming up this season. Just hang in there. There's so much excitement. I can't imagine all of it. But I just want you to know that there was also a recent ratification of the Dancers Contract by Dancers Alliance. Zach Aftra and the record labels and now we have a music video contract which seems small to some people but it's a major milestone it's been 30 years in the making I was at that event at Boulevard 3 and also there was a sweet and hot unfestival jazz celebration at the home of Wally Holmes and Ava Dupree and um, I've got goodies from that night as well. So these things are coming forthcoming in the week, in the month. Da, 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 da. Hang in there with Uncle Earl and you'll get it. In the meantime, please check out my website, www.ultimateunderground.com, for all the information you need to know. Please, we need your love, support, and help. Um, if you can, please support us. I have a PayPal account set up for anonymous donations if you want to. It is p 9 at gmail.com L-A-C-Y 
p9 at gmail.com. And on the website, I do have the podcast library. We're also on iTunes and Podomatic. We're on Facebook, LinkedIn, Plaxo, Twitter. Please, on the website, we have all the links to join our, our family. Please, we need all the love we can. And also, just remember, uh, keep forgetting, there's so much going on. But this, coming up in October... Um, Lacey Darrell Phillips, a.k.a. Uncle Earl, will be starring in a production of Ain't Misbehavin' at the International City Theater at the Long Beach Performing Arts Center in Long Beach. Opening for previews on October 9th, and uh, opening night is October 12th to November 4th. If you want to have a good time with Uncle Earl, come on down to that too, but that will also be on the website. Okay, I'm going to leave you now. Okay, have a great day. See you later. Ciao! Hey, this is Uncle Earl here at the Music Hall once again. I'm here with the director, the man of the hour from 45 Minutes Broadway. After this car goes by, how you doing, sir? I think you better do the intro again. Because oh, they got me. Trust me. Big, Uncle Earl has a big mouth. We get, okay. we get it here. Yeah, okay. this is Henry Jaglin, ladies and gentlemen. How you doing? That's it is. I'm doing just great. Thanks. It was a great screening. Yes, it was. And I'm telling you, I was amazed about the transi- transitory work you did between stage and film. Yep, that's that's why it's fascinating. It that's what's great fun about this it movie. It was amazing. Now, are you originally from theater? or film? Well, everybody's originally from theater because you can't get into film. So when you're a kid, you mm-hmm. you know, in college, you're doing theater. And then off-Broadway, I started off-Broadway mm-hmm. and cabaret. And then slowly I came out here and started guest starring in Gidget and The Flying Nun. Wow. And then I finally got a job editing Easy Rider. And that allowed me to direct my first film. And that's how I got into directing. Now, do you miss acting? No. You don't No, I acted in about five or six of my own movies, got it out of my system, <laughs> and now I enjoy directing. <laughs> now, how was the process of making this? I know it, you said you did the play first. Yes. And then two years later comes the film. Yes. How was that process? She's the person you should talk to, oh. Tana Frederick, because she can tell you about the process. She pushed me she pushed so you. far into it. Yeah. Can, can I? Can I? Can I interrupt hey, you? Just how you doing? Uncle Earl here from the Underground Experience. Miss Tana Frederick, how are you doing? You. Good to see you. Hi. Good to see you too. How's life? Yes, life is good. Life good. is good. Life yeah. Is like it's yeah, treat me well. Yeah, we we're just talking about the film, and he was talking about the transitory fact between from the stage play to the, to the film. film. Mm-hmm. How was that for you? It was actually amazing. Yeah. I was just talking to somebody about how it's really fascinating because working with Henry, you know, he's not a big fan of rehearsals, and of course, not only did we have rehearsals, but yeah, because you're always scared. Right. Well, if I get the first take and it's, uh, the rehearsal's great, then I'll never forgive myself if it's caught on, you know, if I can't get it on film. Right. But having gone to all these, you know, previews of these, of the films, good night. Um, Everybody laughs exactly in the, in the exact spots as we got the laughter on stage. That's amazing. It is amazing, and it's it translates like it's a play. I mean, it does, it, it 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 supersedes that because it's a film, which exactly. I think is was Henry's intention. Because, exactly. like I said, he's always wanted to do a play, a film that has a play within it. And right. The question is that real life, and then of course he broke yeah. the fourth wall with, with one of the characters and had her say, "I'd rather be in the audience," which is great. Yes. <laughs> so he's playing around with all these different realities, but really, it, for me, it freed me because I was always thinking I could never rehearse something. Mm. You just have that terror as an yeah. actor. If I do something 632 times, is you it going to be like, stale? Right. right. Am, I, am I dialing it in right. every time? And watching it on film, it was all the more deeper. It was all the more. 
I, well, for everybody and watching everybody. I was drawn in. I was pulled in. I was sucked in to each person. I, I, I was like this, you know, looking around like, okay, I don't want to miss anything from anybody because it was so much going on, but so much real life. It was great. It was yeah. great. Now, now, did you enjoy the film or the stage play more, or both equally? Oh, that's a that's a really tough, tough, tough question because mm. they have different. When you're on stage, it's like you're all work. We, we were all working yeah. as a family. We, mm-hmm. I mean, we had our problems backstage. We bickered like any cast would, and especially mm-hmm. since we were playing families, you know, we there were there was drama. Yes. And it, it, but you yes. miss all that. Uh, you miss knowing everybody's quirks and what everybody eats before the show and what everybody eats after the show and what yes. everybody bitches about like every single day before <laughs> right. the show. Well, <laughs> right. And it was really right. hard mm. the first couple times. I actually like cried watching it. Mm. I missed that, but hence Henry, yes. you know, following it up with the new with the new play. Mm-hmm. So he's writing the second story to the Isaacs, oh. which is great, and it's going to be at the Edgemar in January. Oh, wow. So we nice. all get to come back great. together as a Congratulations family. on that. I know, it's exciting. Okay, now let me think. Besides all this work and stuff, what do you do to relax? <laughs> Just to be yourself. Just to be you. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> I don't know. I'm probably like you. Do you relax easily? I do relax easily, okay, and I, I just shut it down. You shut it down. Mm-hmm. Just turn it off. Don't answer the phone. Just relax. Just lay there, listen to music. Myself. I need to learn that. So they like to go to the I'm, beach and just stare at the water. I surf. Splinting. You do. I surf. Okay. Yeah. So that's yeah. And run marathons, but that's not really that's relaxing. Not relaxing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, well you're gonna have to learn. I'm gonna. I'm gonna send no, you I'm some really tips. bad at it. Yeah. It's not healthy. It's very much not healthy, and I'll be the first to admit it. But I, but I can't do yoga. I'm not good at yoga or chanting right. or any of that kind of stuff. <laughs> okay. I'm not that kind of girl. So wow. I don't relax. I'm really bad. Okay. Well, we're gonna have to teach her how to relax, ladies and gentlemen. But thank you so much for talking to me. I really appreciate this, and I wish you so much blessings and success in the future. Oh, you're so sweet. All right. Thank you. Can I have a little hugging? Don't be jealous, y'all. <laughs> be jealous. Be, be jealous. jealous. Yes.